What is up, everyone, and welcome into episode 38 of the First Read Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Cardenas, and here with me, as always, is my co-host and best friend, Tyler Carden. Tyler, how are you tonight? I'm doing fantastic, my friend. We here. We ready to talk some football? Week five. It week four, five. Five. Week we just we had. Five. We this just week finished five. Up week five. Which is it's, crazy. Uh, it's gonna be. A, it's week five. We are over a quarter through the season, and there are a lot of great games. Um, great game last night with your Indianapolis Colts and yep. the Baltimore it was Ravens. A sad, sad Woo. ending, but it was a phenomenal game it was a great i don't know what happened um i think the baltimore ravens are the luckiest team in football this season thus far <laughs> i think that is, it's a little uh, it's a mix of that and that uh that lamar fellow he's uh he's kind of good at this game he is i i will say i've heard a lot of people talk about this game and you know the ravens and lamar and how good he is and all that but like the colts looked good last night I thought. So I think too. that's getting I overlooked. Mm-hmm. I thought Carson Wentz looked really good, and the defense looked on it. You know, unfortunately, that play yeah. for a touchdown somehow didn't stand, but it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, we still scored play. that drive, so <clears throat> it, it's whatever. JT but got I to think, score that drive, so that was good. Yeah, which is great. That was an awesome, really good touchdown run. Um, yeah, I think the Colts are, are putting it together a little bit, and, and you're starting to see it. It's just the issue, where they have issues, it's really hard to overcome those spots. So we've got pretty significant offensive line issues, and our depth there is just atrocious. So yeah, And you lost someone else last night, that. right? Yeah, our, our center got injured yeah. in the middle of the game last night, so he didn't get to finish it out. And so it's tough to overcome that, especially with Carson Wentz not being fully healthy. But I thought he played a really good game last night. I was really impressed with Carson Wentz. And and he's I think he's had a really and kind of a quietly good season so far. Yeah, I've been impressed. It'll be interesting to see like next year specifically, I guess I'm thinking kind of ahead, but when he is yeah. healthy, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully we can yep. he can go into next season fully healthy, kinda maybe rebuild that offensive line a yeah. little bit, fill in some key pieces, and I hoping we can see the Colts we thought we'd see this year. <laughs> yeah, that would be, year, but that would be nice. And I hope for the same, but all right, enough about the Colts. We might hit them up in a little bit. Anyway, we will probably talk about them a little bit more later on for today's episode. We've got some news for you guys, some injury updates. We'll get into our normal segment and talk impressed and depressed. Let you know who made us happy this week and who uh, made us a little sad. Got an interesting stat for you from week five. And then we uh, we had to write an apology letter to a certain NFL player that we will read for you guys. Then we will talk starts of the week. So let's get into the news. All right. News time. All right. So. Unfortunately, we've got some injuries to go over this week. Mm-hmm. Some quite a few. Sad. Some okay. But bye weeks are coming up, so fantasy rosters might start looking a little crazy here. <laughs> um, first piece of big news, really, this week: uh, Juju Smith Schuster out for the season. 
Shoulder surgery is needed. The man is out. That leaves the targets being shared now to uh, Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. So mm-hmm. if you've got you know one of those two on your on your roster, it's really nice, especially if it's Deontay Johnson. Really good yep. news for you, kind of. So that's unfortunate, but you know, speedy recovery to him. Damien Harris, uh, he did miss a lot of the game this past week, but from reports and what we're hearing, it sounds like he will be good to go. Um, for the upcoming matchup this coming Sunday, I believe they play. Um, so that's good news, but something to monitor. Uh, Tyreek Hill, knee injury, not what you want to see, especially coming off such nope. a uh, you know important game, really, with the Buffalo yeah. Bills. Um, but it is looking okay for next week as well. So good news, you know, got to keep him yeah. in that lineup. You know, play him as you normally would. So until other news comes out. No worries there. Um, this one's a little, this next one's a little weird. Uh, Clyde Edwards Lair went down. He suffered, we now know it's a suffered MCL sprain. He will be out for a few weeks. Um, was put on IR today. So he'll be out. You know, you want to find a replacement. They do have, mm-hmm. um, who do they have? Daryl Williams? Daryl Williams and Darryl Jarek Williams McKinnon are both there. And Jarek McKinnon. Um, they were kind of looking at Marlon Mack. From reports, so we'll see yeah, I saw that. how that plays out. Um, I'd rather them not pick him up, but we'll see how that goes. I, I honestly yeah. thought Clyde was going to be out for the year, just the way he was like carried. It's like he's mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it looked so bad. But IR, so hopefully he'll be back within the next four weeks. You know, if if all goes well. Um, Smudge so P Ryan, COVID reserve list. How are we feeling about that? Chris Evans, next guy up you know, behind, behind him there, but right. I don't know that we really got clarity on when to expect P Ryan to be back. So that's kind of a weird situation, or at least I haven't seen it yet. So if, if he's going to miss time and if Joe Mixon seems to be like still getting a kind of not full workload, I think mm-hmm. there might be some value in, Chris Evans next week. It looks like, let's see, who are they playing next week? That'll be important. Yeah, they play the Lions. So um, there's a good chance that Chris Evans might be able to get quite a few garbage time carries and kind of rack up some yardage there at the end of the game. Because they're probably not going to play put Mixon in at the end. I assume mm. they'll be up uh, by a decent amount. You know what I mean? So I don't know. The Lions are there all year. They've been yeah, there. Yeah, the Lions are scrappy. I- so they they might be there. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Curtis Samuel, yo, listen. Yeah. I I need to take my own advice and just get rid of him because. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, I'm yeah, holding on to this false him. hope. Yep, he's week to it, week. It's, yep. it's just it's not good. It is. You can tell is his injury is bothering him, him to go. Yes. He yeah, because I mean, go. he really hasn't he hasn't done anything for you yet, and he's just been injured. Pretty much all season, so I think you can go ahead and drop him if you have an IR spot and and you you know it's not being used. You can keep him there, but really he's just clogging up your roster at this point. And so I would rather drop him and then try to pick him up later if he ends up you know putting together a couple good weeks or something. So time to move on for sure, for sure. Move on. Uh, Joey B took a hit, looked scary. I know I was worried. I texted you, but he came Mm -hmm. back. 
he was money with Jamar Chase, as you so kindly yep. put it, Sunday. So good. Um, he did go to the hospital, but he was released that evening with a throat contusion, which is the most lovely yeah. of things you you want to hear. But he's okay. Yeah, I know. So he should be good to go next week. No worries there. Quintess Sivas, Detroit Lions likely done for the season, which is unfortunate because mm-hmm. he was looking good. He was looking very good. Uh, CMC should be back. Was it collarbone? Oh, yeah. yeah, He is done for the year. CMC hopeful to play week six. Hopefully it's not like week five where we were all hopeful. Even he was hopeful. And then we got Mm -hmm. the bad news. So we'll see. Hopefully he's back doing his CMC thing. Uh, Max Williams, tight end for the Cardinals, is out for the season. Huge blow there. I'm sure the Cardinals will be looking for a tight end out there in the market somewhere. Maybe they can take one of the Bears tight ends that would be great sends one of them away <laughs> um so or one of the colts ones that would be interesting maybe they can take a jack doyle and then we can actually play mo alley cox you know it's funny it's it, it, i would um dallas goddard just went on the on the ir list the covid ir mm-hmm. or the covid uh reserve list today and yeah. it would have been real interesting had that not happened what would have shaked out because there was that whole, you know, Zach Ertz getting traded stuff in the oh, offseason. Oh, I didn't think about Ertz going there. But if that's an know, interesting thought with Goddard out, I don't see it happening. But I, mean, I guess right. it could it still. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you never know how long he's gonna gonna. I mean, he'll he'll for sure miss this week. But but even maybe after this I week, mean, they could move him. I so. mean, theoretically, that's an interesting thought for sure. Couldn't couldn't Ertz play Thursday? Because I think he's supposed to play Thursday, right? With the with the Bucks against the Bucks, yep. I think that's Eagles and Bucks play Thursday. Yep. Could he technically play Thursday? They trade him like Friday. You know, and then, like, well, I think I, so because isn't that what happened with Dan Arnold earlier this year? He played on. A it was Thursday a lot night. bigger, but oh yeah, and then he played the with next the Thursday, Panthers, and then I think he played yeah the next Thursday or something. So I'm not I'm not sure if he can play the same that's week, the tra- but. I know it wouldn't count in like, like, um, like DFS or right. Anything. I know yeah, it not count, in fantasy, but, but um, that's interesting because why not make a move like that? Especially if it's like right. okay, well, Goddard can't go tonight, but he'll be fine next week. Mm-hmm. So yep, uh, interesting, interesting. I'll, I'll t- something to keep an eye out. Um, Tom Brady thumb injury, but looking like he's gonna play Thursday, which is good. Yep, uh, Gronk is also out Thursday. Saw that yeah, today. Saw, oh yeah. Yep. Um. So big piece there. Uh. Well, no, listen. Saquon, man, my guy, not my guy, but Oof. hey, somebody's guy. <laughs> it didn't yeah. look good. It did not look good. Someone put a baseball inside of his ankle. It looked yeah, nasty. it was. It was massive. It was big. It, it was. Um. It was so unfortunate oh. too. Like it looks mm-hmm. like an injury I would sustain. Like I'm pretty sure Somehow. I have had that exact same thing happen to me multiple times where I just like for no reason sprained ankle. It's stupid, isn't it? Yep, it is. It is. Oh my gosh. Um, I think that's all of the unfortunate injury news. Short list this week. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> gosh. Yeah, so I, I, I do believe that is all of the injury updates. If we missed anybody, I apologize. Um, we tried to get get that full list put together. Um, 
non-injury news, the only thing really that came up was Kadarius Tony uh, is not expected to be suspended after throwing a punch on Sunday. So he uh, punched somebody in the helmet, which doesn't make sense to me, but he is not going to be suspended. Like, here's the thing. I watch wrestling, so my, my, my thought process is skewed on this whole thing, but like, just like <laughs> spear someone. Like, or drop kick them. Like, it might not be the most effective, but like, if I'm going to get thrown out of a game or like suspended, like, do something cool. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I, that's, that's just my opinion, but, um, I would refer, I would make a reference to the beloved movie The Replacements, but someone still hasn't seen it. So, yeah, I don't know who that fine. someone would be. Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole scene where they the whole offensive line like drop kicks the defense. It's great. Oh, that's funny. At the same time, um, <laughs> anywho, yes, that is our injury news and our regular news, which was mostly just injuries this week because everyone is yep. getting hurt. Week five weeks into the season. All right, let's let's just get into the main segment. Let's talk about some people that impressed and depressed us. So in order to do that, we need to step into our fantasy football office. All right. Impressed, depressed. We're here. Third week in a row. Yo, look, we've got some structure on this show. We can't let it go. The segment's great. <laughs> We like talking about. I love it. Uh-huh. Okay, let's just get into it. It's been good. Running backs. Who impressed you? All right. So, looking through the list, a lot of a lot of a lot of running backs had good games this week, but the one that stuck out and I felt like we needed to talk about was Miles Gaskin, running back for the Miami Dolphins. He finished as the running back four in PPR this week, um, but his stat line is an interesting one. Okay, five carries for twenty-five yards. That is. hot garbage right that is pretty much very much nothing but he was 10 for 10 for 74 yards and two touchdowns through the air 10 targets is obviously awesome for a running back okay it's fantastic but do we think it's sustainable so Obviously, he's not going to score two touchdowns every single week, right? But listen, at last week, my man scored a half of a fantasy point. 0.50 fantasy points. This week, 27 fantasy points. Big disparity. Where do you see Miles Gaskin at this point? I'm still hesitant. You know, I took him off my starting roster two weeks ago, and of course, I was angry as ever this week mm-hmm. with a performance yep. like that. Um, I'm still not confident. He does play the Jaguars this week, so I, I am okay going ahead and, you know, maybe flexing him in there just to see if we can have, you know, we're not going to have the same performance, but right. it is the Jaguars. They're a hot mess. I think they can probably mm-hmm. get something going with them. I think they can at least get up enough where, you know, he's going to get more than five carries in this game. So, that I like that matchup in terms of that moving forward though, you know, I'm kind of just looking at it from a matchup standpoint at this point until I see consistency through. Yeah, and through. That makes sense. Um, so like yeah. this week I'm okay with, with 
playing Miles Gaskin the week after okay. he plays the Falcons. I might take a shot there, or maybe two weeks after that he plays the Falcons. I might take a shot mm-hmm. there. Um, but I mean, as far as sustainability, mm, I'm, I'm still a little hesitant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I think the way I see him is this like weird kind of flex running back, which I feel like doesn't happen super often. Like they're either consistent enough that you can play them every single week or they're not. And so, but miles Gaskin is this weird situation where like, yeah, sometimes he's going to have the work to be relevant. He's going to catch passes. It's just a matter of like, how many is he going to catch on a given week? And so I agree. I'm okay starting him next week, but if he bombs out next week, I think you just have to jump ship. Now, what I will say mm. is if you can sell him high after this game, I am thrilled about that and, and just trying to move him off my roster, right? If, if you can do it, uh, but don't don't just give him away because even if he's not great, he's still a functional running back that can get you some points, and there's just not a lot of those going around. So I'm not giving him away, but if I can sell him for you know, closer to what he was at draft value for to maybe, maybe somebody in your, in your league really believes that he can, you know, turn it around. Um, I would, I would try to, to move him, you know, if, if at all possible. Yeah, definitely sell high. If, if able there, um, on the other end of the spectrum, we have Chase Edmonds, and he just mm. he didn't impress. He actually did the opposite. No. He kind of depressed us yeah. this week. Yes. Uh, last I checked, running back 56 on the week. Miles Gaskin had five carries for 25 yards. You know, Chase, Chase Edmonds had six carries for 15 yards. And, well, <laughs> he didn't have – he didn't go 10 for 10 like Miles Gaskin, and he actually went three for four on receiving targets. And mm-hmm. he only had 19 yards. So not good. Not good there. Um, one thing to know, I noticed this watching, and I know you did as well, but James Conner, <laughs> he's starting to yeah. sneak his way into this offensive scheme. He actually mm-hmm. had 10 carries, so almost mm-hmm. double mm-hmm. what Chase Edmonds had. Yeah. Um, he only had one target, but you know he's getting he's scoring. He's getting touchdowns. Um, he's he, We talked about it in the offseason, really. Like, will he be that goal line back? Is he going to be that right. guy? And it's starting to look like that is the case. Yeah. You know, he's scoring touchdowns. He's very relevant for your, your fantasy team. He had two touchdowns a week, three, two touchdowns a week, four, one this past week. Those are adding up very quickly. Chase Edmonds is slowly becoming very irrelevant and just a liability. <laughs> really. I don't mind stashing mm-hmm. him on the bench just in case, especially if some, if like James Conner got injured, which can happen. Right. Yeah. But, I, I do not see Chase Edmonds as uh, someone I want to start week to week. Um, he's someone I, I may just stash away. Otherwise, you know, just, just call it what it is and, and move on. Yeah, it's it's really tough with Chase Edmonds. Like trying to figure out if it's going to be a good game or going to be a bad game. And now... Well, I do want to give him credit because he's been good so far. He's had he's been consistent. He's had double digit fantasy points every week before this week. But you're starting to see James Conner move more and more into the role that he has. And I and I think you know I've watched actually quite a bit of the Cardinals this year, and I feel like that's what I'm noticing on the field too is that James Conner is starting to become more prevalent. 
And so two, so James Conner, two touchdowns in week three, two touchdowns in week four, and one touchdown last week. Chase Edmonds has yet to score a touchdown on the year, passing or, you know, running. So I'm, I'm worried. I'm definitely worried if I'm a Chase Edmonds manager, which I am in one of my leagues, but I, I'm okay starting him still. But if he has another game like this, I might be looking to place him on the bench or, or play the matchup game again and kind of try to get an idea of, you know, what what do I think is the scenario that, that J- Chase Edmonds looks good and I can actually play him? Because this game was competitive, which is when I would expect to see him more, but we didn't. We saw more James Conner, and that's concerning to me. That When the game is close, they leaned on James Conner a little more whereas I would have expected them to lean on Chase Edmonds in those situations. So something to monitor. Definitely keep your eye on that backfield. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. Let's go ahead. Let's move into the wide receivers here for a minute. Let's talk about someone that impressed us. And, you know, listen, we, we mentioned the game at the top of the show, that Monday night football mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Ravens, Colts, you know, there's someone that stood out to me and in, 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 in reality has stood out to me for the past few weeks. Yeah. Someone we've been waiting for for a while, it seems like. That's Hollywood Marquise Brown. Uh, I believe he finished as the wide receiver three this week, which is amazing. Ten yeah. targets. Hauled in nine of them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Amazing. Scored two touchdowns. Like, last half of that game was just amazing. He looked great. He looked awesome. He's been good like i've been having a blast playing him i've been excited to yeah. play him it's been paying off you know i've kind of felt the last three weeks playing him the way i would feel if i played stefan Diggs or something like yeah, last i know mm-hmm. like i just felt really good and really confident with it um top 10 wide receiver so far this season number six on the year um it, you know we're five weeks in we're a quarter way through the season like is, right is he gonna finish top 12 top 15 top 10 like yeah, it's tough. So one thing to keep in mind, Rashad Bateman is you know coming back next week, and I expect that to impact the offense somehow. I'm just not convinced at this point that it's going to be Marquise Brown that kind of takes the hit for that. So I think coming into this year, I really thought Rashad Bateman would kind of emerge as the number one wide receiver for this team. Believed in the talent for the rookie. Didn't really believe in Marquise Brown, or maybe I should say I didn't believe in the connection between Lamar Jackson and Marquise Brown because I didn't think that um, the way Lamar likes to play and the way the Ravens like to play, I didn't think that that could produce a good year or a good like consistent season for Marquise Brown. But Lamar has really proven me wrong in that regard. And he has been, as a passer, so much more effective than I expected him to be. And he's throwing the ball downfield way more than I thought. Okay. So I I was looking at this earlier. So I was looking through, you know, some of the quarterback stats from this season. And I noticed that Lamar, he actually has, you know, one of the like highest average depth of targets amongst, you know, all like quarterbacks. So he's actually number one. So his average depth of target is 11 yards. Uh, The next, you know, below him is Josh Allen at 10.4. 10.4. So Lamar's throwing the ball downfield further than anyone else is. 
And that's why Marquise Brown is, is putting together such an awesome, awesome season. And so I do think he could finish as a number one wide receiver. I think it is absolutely in the range of outcomes. This offense is going to score points. I think they will continue to connect on deep bombs. He's already, you know, here at this point as a wide receiver six. I think he can put together a good enough season to finish in the top 12. I'd, I'd agree. Um, I'm, I'm same page with you on everything, yeah. really. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I do want to mention, though, too, with, you know, Rashad Bateman is coming back, but Sammy Watkins went down last night. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, I still think we're going to see really good things from Marquise Brown there yeah. in Baltimore. But we'll see. I'm, I, I'm excited, like I said, and I'm going to continue to play him, and as should you. Um, on the other side yeah. of the coin, Let's go to a really good team and I guess a top 10 receiver. I mean, as far as we know, but Keenan Allen depressed this week. Yeah, he finishes the the wide receiver 32 on the week. It wasn't terrible. He still hit double digit fantasy points. But <laughs> listen, when you when Justin Herbert has the game that he had on Sunday where he goes out, he throws for like what? four touchdowns, 398 yards, throws the ball 43 times. I kind of expect Keenan Allen to have more to show from that, right? I expect him to, you know, be significantly more productive, like, and have way more production from a, a game like that from Justin Herbert. So my question for you, Mr. Tyler is Mike Williams the number one wide receiver in LA now? You know, I've I've asked I've pondered this question myself the past few weeks. I said it can't be. It can't be. But as of now, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I just it, you know, sometimes there's just that connection between players, you know, and right now yeah. it looks like you know, Justin Herbert and Mike Williams have that connection. They they look really good together. Right now, yes, you know he he is. I just I guess the complicated part of everything is he's not supposed to be here next year, or he's at least supposed to be a free agent. So mm, mm-hmm. it's so interesting that he is the number one receiver. You know, right. in terms of uh, of where he's been finishing every week. You know, and, and this may just turn into a long contract extension. You know, maybe Keenan Allen will slowly fizzle out of LA and go somewhere else, and Mike Williams is the guy. I, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, he's only twenty-seven years old, his fourth year in the league. I, I mean, yeah, man, it, he looks so good. I just don't. He does. He's looked awesome. He's been a great. He the draft capital this season phenomenal you know we had talked about drafting him in the eighth to tenth rounds on the offseason and we loved the pick just because of the upside and oh my god the upside that we've yeah. gotten out of this mm-hmm. it's just it's been phenomenal mike williams is the man and one thing i do want to touch on is like it's funny like we have keenan allen and we're questioning his wide receiver one status and then you have alan robinson we're questioning his wide receiver one status right. almost at this point. It's like, what is happening? Yeah. Like, it just... it, it, it's, 
it's interesting. You're seeing a lot of change kind of in those guys that have just been like stalwart, consistent, safe, you know, like floor plays, right? Like Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, they're going to get you, you know, you're they're just going to be consistent for you. And Keenan Allen has been. He has he has been really consistent. He has He's been, been really yes. good. But it's all of his Williams upside show. seems to be gone because it's the Mike Williams show. You're right. And so it's an interesting thing to keep an eye on. And I think we have to kind of start looking at this team in that light where, hey, Keenan Allen is going to get targets and he is going to get volume. But but Mike Williams is where the like gold is at. So Mike Williams is going to have the big game. Mike Williams is going to be the one that that's benefiting from Justin Herbert being able to throw the ball two miles, you know, with from, you know, falling down mm. or whatever. So it's like just something to keep in mind for fa- Keenan Allen fantasy managers. He's not going to give you a ton of upside, I think, going forward. And one thing I really want to take a step back and look at, um, you know, over this just this, this season – and, you know, maybe maybe you and I can kind of just do this experiment. But, like, I want to take a look at why Keenan Allen and Allen Robinson, some of these guys, aren't mm. the consistent. Like, is there a correlation between these young quarterbacks being able to move so often? Right. And, like, it, you know, the, this new breed of quarterback that we've gotten in the last four to five years is yeah. just so different. And it's mm-hmm. almost as if, like, coaches are letting them play how they want to play right it's like right. you know 10 years ago to be like keenan allen's the guy keenan allen is who you're going to kid mm-hmm. whereas now yep. it's like no justin herbert like he's doing all his reads yeah or you know he he feels more comfortable maybe with mike williams or yeah just different things and i loved uh it's gonna be interesting to watch if, if there's some correlation there just because like it, with both you know with justin fields and herbert being able to mm-hmm. run having arms like i don't know something i just want to keep an eye out for because i just i've got this gut feeling with this new breed of quarterback that there's just a little more freedom and it'll be interesting going forward if that is the case because how do you pull out consistent receivers who do you look what do you look for in a receiver at that point yeah so yeah something interesting to look forward to uh let's move into our coveted tight end position yeah so the the guy the guy oh go ahead go ahead my friend oh sorry the uh the guy that impressed us this week from the tight end position you guessed it it's kyle pitts tight end for the atlanta falcons finishes the tight end two on the week 10 targets nine receptions 119 yards and a touchdown it's his breakout game this is what we have been waiting for and i want to come on record and say i am all in on Kyle Ooh. Pitts. He's already the tight end seven on the year. I believe he will finish as a top five tight end this year. We're seeing it now. We 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 saw it last week with the volume, and now the production is coming. Here we go, baby. It's Kyle Pitts season. I have one thing to say about that. I'm not superstitious, but I'm I am a little stitious. <laughs> all right hey now and now. uh hey there there was no calvin ridley there was no russell gage they were playing the new york wait oh they were playing a football team sorry i forgot there was a defense on the field 
Because <laughs> there was oh, uh, Listen, he looked great. He looked fantastic. He looked so good. So good. And I do think he's going to be such a solid receiver or, or, you know, tight end. But oh, I don't want to get ahead of myself here. Mm. I don't want to get ahead of myself here. You are all in. I support you and your endeavors and your decisions. I'm here for you. <laughs> but I will also be here for you when I say I told you so and that you cannot jump on this train yet. It's too soon. Oh, man. I, I, I just on the train. I am driving the train and we are plowing <laughs> forward. You can not <laughs> stop us. We are All right. moving on the pits train. <laughs> chugga, chugga, choo, choo. Let's keep moving. Depressing tight ends this week. Listen. There is a guy that we love who kind of had a stinker this week, and that is Noah Fant. Tyler, why don't you tell us a little bit about the week that our guy Noah Fant had? Listen, Noah Fant didn't have a week. He had three catches. <laughs> That's about it. It's about it. And he only gained, you know, 20 yards. Okay. No touchdowns. You know, even if you're in a PPR league, you got five points out of the man. Five. Mm-hmm. Five. I know tight ends aren't the best position on your fantasy roster, typically, if you don't have one of the top guys. But Noah Fant usually is that guy. He's going to be, you know, he's going to give you a decent game. He's going to yeah, he's gonna give you some fancy points, be consistent enough that you're happy plugging him in if you don't have one of the top guys and you can move on with your day. But not this week. It just it wasn't good. I have not been impressed thus far. I've not been excited, like, are we concerned moving forward with Noah Fant at this point? Is is it time f- to raise the concern flag? I I am not raising that flag yet. Listen, they okay. played the Steelers. Steelers are a good defense. I'm just going to kind of write this one off and say tight ends have bad games. Offenses don't always do super well against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'm going to wait until next week to really start making you know, decisions. And in all reality, what better option do you have other than just playing, uh, you know, Noah fan? Like there is a pretty much 0% chance that there is somebody better sitting on your bench. Now, if you have somebody like Dawson Knox that you can turn to or something like that, then sure, go ahead. But listen, they play, they play the Raiders next week. And uh, we know what situation the Raiders are currently in. So mm. I, I think we could project a decent game for Noah Fant next year, next week. Cool. Okay, question. Okay. Noah Fant versus the Raiders this week. Okay. Or Zach Ertz versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That is an mean question to ask me. Um, <laughs> I'm still going to go Noah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Noah Fant. I'm going to trust the, the talent here and say that the younger better at this point in their careers guy is going to is going to have the better week and, and I'm not going to get too cute with it okay. although I do think Zacherts will have a good game against the Bucks yeah. with uh with Goddard out this week. Fair. Fair. I like it. Um these listen, this is our favorite segment of the week. It's you know, it's the main segment of our show. Impressed, depressed. Always fun to talk about. Nice it's it's fun to see where we're, you know, how players perform each week, you know, who really stood out, who just did not mm-hmm. live up to expectations. So always a fun segment. But 
listen, we got to get into our interesting stat of the week from week five. So let's go over that now. All right. So interesting stat from this past week. We've just got one for you guys today. But this one I, I did find interesting and I thought it was you know, indicative kind of of what's going on with the Colts. And so Carson Wentz in week five, he was third in passing yards for the week. So behind Lamar Jackson and behind uh, Justin Herbert, maybe I can't remember who the other one was, but he was third in passing yards. He had a really, really good game. But something to keep in mind is he was 31st among other quarterbacks in average depth of target at 6.3 yards so even though he had a ton of yards he was not throwing the ball very far downfield on average and so a lot of his his production was after the catch and when you think about it it makes sense he had that 77 yard screen that Jonathan Taylor took to the house we had Michael Pittman make a couple plays Pierce Campbell made a couple plays after you know they got the ball in their hands so what I am seeing from this team so far is that Frank Reich is really coaching around Carson Wentz and not opening up the offense for him to move the ball downfield. Now, what I don't hear what I'm not saying, because he he seems to be able to throw it downfield. I feel like he's made really good throws so far. You know, he he had one to to Michael Pittman on that touchdown that was it was a little underthrown, but you know, I like him, you know, being willing to go like put the ball up there and let his guy go get it. He had a couple other throws, I think, on uh, Monday night that, that looked good and were, you know, encouraging for sure. But this offense, the way it's being run, I think is going to have a hard time producing a lot of production in the receiving game. And so I think you can play Michael Pittman, but I don't think he has a ton of upside i think he he can just be okay for you and be solid do you think part of the whole like you know not letting carson wentz kind of just go do you think they're kind of coaching around the injury rather than around carson wentz right and that and that's what i'm not sure about because i don't feel like like definitely the last two um the last few weeks there was definitely a lot of you know oh he can barely move and so mm-hmm. I think of um, the game against the Titans, I believe it was, was the game right after he got injured, and he could not do anything, right? He couldn't he couldn't yeah. move, so he was just throwing the ball on the ground when when nobody was open. But but this week, it, it seemed like he could move much better. It seemed like yes. he was a little more free, and they still just, I don't know, there wasn't a ton of deeper throws that I saw, at least. And so I'm I'm wondering what that is. I don't know if it's trying to build confidence in Carson Wentz. I don't know if it's them not feeling like they have the playmakers to stretch the field, which could be a, you know, that's definitely a possibility. Um, it's just an interesting thing to keep in mind that they really aren't pushing the ball down the field at this point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that matters for this team. Yeah, I'd say so. It, it almost feels like you know, this is, I guess, an outsider's perspective, so let me know what you think, but it's it's weird to think Carson Wentz is the Colts quarterback still. Like, because, uh, yeah, I, like, is, in the yeah. sense of, like, they haven't really let him go, I feel like. So it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it's yeah. been his show. 
Yeah. You know, it's like, it doesn't, like, when he was announced, I was excited. Oh, here comes this leader. Yeah. Carson Wentz, it's his team. Here we go. Like, it's not just a one-year thing. Like, it's, here we go. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't feel that through week five, you know, ever since right, the injury. Right. Like, so, I don't know. I, I think the injury does play a lot bigger factor than we think with all of yeah. this. And, and recognizing how not great the O-line is, I'm sure that's a huge factor as well. That, you that's might a as good well point, pro- too. Might as well protect Wentz, who's already halfway hurt, you know, yeah. with this poor O-line at the moment. So, you know, I get it. There's a lot of factors involved, but, you know, I, I think we'll see good things, like I said, next season, hopefully. So, I mentioned it at the top of the show, guys. We have, listen, we like to take our victory laps when we get things right. We're not afraid to tell you. I'm not afraid to tell you how great DeAndre Swift has been this year and how correct I was in my assessment of the Lions situation in that backfield. I'm I'm perfectly fine with taking that victory lap. But I also recognize that sometimes we just have to take a moment and admit that, you know, we were wrong. So wrong, I have me? an apology letter both of us man we were we were very wrong and so we have you know produced an, a, a letter to a, a certain nfl player and at this point in our show i would like to take a couple minutes to take some time and express our remorse dear Kadarius tony Sometimes in life, you just get things wrong. Sometimes in life, you say the wrong things. Well, we here at the First Read Fantasy Football Podcast, we'd like to go on record and say to you, Mr. Tony, that we are so very sorry. We're sorry for being sheep, so led astray by the rude comments of the NFL media and the fantasy industry making fun of the Giants for taking you in the first round. We never even gave you the time of day. We never believed that you and Daniel Jones could be something together. Not with guys like Kenny Galladay and Evan Ingram around and look at them now. Anyway, you're awesome. You make full grown men who are paid a lot of money to tackle you look like us playing middle school football. Chubby, slow, and afraid of contact. Here's to you, Mr. Tony. We hope you will accept our sincere apology. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Tyler not wanting uh, to be humble. I remember, I got, I remember, bro. Listen, we, we kind of dumped on the man. Uh, before the a season lot. started a and lot. we didn't <laughs> yeah like multiple times and i don't think we had a whole lot of basis to do that um and so here we are having to you know apologize and, and say hey look this guy he's been awesome he is electric with the ball in his hands he is phenomenal uh if you took the risk and kind of drafted him congratulations you now have, I believe, a really solid flex play on your team that has crazy upside and that I think could turn into somebody that's like a 
you know, wide receiver three. I'm afraid to say wide receiver two because we don't know the Daniel Jones situation yet. Um, but man, he's been really good this year so far. Mm-hmm. Very good. I yeah. I will set aside my humbleness, or maybe be humble. Be humble. See, I don't even know how yep. it works. I don't mm-hmm. know how humbleness works. Um, <laughs> no, you yeah, really I, don't. I really, really do not. Uh, I do apologize, Kadarius Tony. You has even said you were electric or something like that, and um, you know, he just even you know even he got carried away. He just started punching people. I'm so good, I'm gonna knock people out. That's how excited. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, we're we're not the He's only like, ones oh that need to work on our humility here. Yeah, no. So he realized he was playing himself in fantasy against himself and he had to get take himself out of the game so <laughs> that's, that's my guess oh, here man. uh but yeah it's you game. know congratulations Kadarius tony keep rocking it good things to come and like like steven said anyone that drafted him good on you all right let's get in to our start of the week i don't remember who you i i know i had michael Pittman last week who did you have last week I totally forget. Uh, so, I don't even remember. Yeah, I, I had Jalen Waddle last week. That was my start. I thought that um, you know, he would be able to do something against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh he did have six targets. Not bad. But uh two receptions, thirty nine yards, and I don't know how much of that is Jacoby Brissett being injured. I've not really gotten to watch that game to like figure out what exactly happened. Um, but he really didn't didn't really do anything for you. So that was disappointing for sure. Michael Pittman, on the other hand, finishes a wide receiver 14 on the week, and he was great. It was a really, really good pick there. Uh, seven targets, six receptions, 89 yards, and a touchdown. That's right. And I don't know. He just I thought he looked really good. So it was a good yeah, pick. He's he's looked good. Someone I want to continue playing. Uh, let's just start keeping record. Is that a thing? Can we do that? I'm yeah, winning, I guess. so... Like I, I guess we can start you, keeping records. But so. I, I just want to complain though because you only thought Why? of it because you got you made a good pick and I made a bad pick. Oh, completely, a hundred percent. Like I, I don't hide behind that at all. Like at all. Um, I mean, I'm also like, let me peel back the curtain for a minute. I totally just gave you know I, I said I said to you literally a minute and a half ago, who, who was your start of the week last week? I forget. As I'm staring at the um, your start of the week, not realizing that I was looking at last week's. So oh, good on know, me, good on me, good so, on you. I'm one to know in the record books, but I'm a zero and one in my heart. So in the knowing what's going on in your own podcast <laughs> book. So that is right. Go. That is right. <laughs> All right, let's let's go through our picks for this week. And now that we're keeping record, I'm kind of concerned about the one that i made um but I, i'm going oh, with too. lavisca Chenault <laughs> here uh wide receiver for the jacksonville jaguars uh listen when you uh decide to keep score and uh just betting on the jaguars is never really a good idea but uh here we are i guess so they're playing miami in london listen i think if the jaguars are ever gonna win a game this week this year it's going to be a game like this where the the team that they're going up against is bad. It's in a weird situation. You know, they're playing in a different country. Maybe uh maybe Urban gets gets lost on the way there and we can see some different different game plans or something. Uh 
I guess what Don't I'm banking on is yeah, no kidding. Um, Gosh. I guess I'm banking on after that really awesome play LaVisca had last week that somebody in that organization is going to be like, you know what? We should probably get that guy the ball a little bit more. There's nobody to compete with for targets there. Uh, no, really no reason he shouldn't be able to produce this week. Exactly. Um, I like that pick. I like LaVisca Chanel. I think he's going to do good. And we'll, and we'll see. We'll see. I don't I don't hate the pick mm-hmm. at all. Uh, yeah. My start of the week. <clears throat> Listen, I'm going to be a homer for a second. I am going to go Damian Williams. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. I'm going to go. They're playing Green Bay this week. Huge game. Huge division implications. It's going to get wild if the Bears can pull off a victory, which I do think is feasible. Listen, Green Bay has allowed over 100 rushing yards per game, over 500 this season. And listen, with Dave Montgomery out, I thought Damian Williams looked really, really solid last week. He finished the week mm-hmm. with ooh, finished the week with 64 rushing yards on 16 attempts. He did have a beautiful spinning touchdown into the end zone. He even had three targets that he hauled two and four for 20 yards. And I'm I'm excited. I, I think he looks good. I think he's a solid start this week. You know, we saw what David Montgomery did against that run defense last or last year, you know, against Green right. Bay. I don't think too much has really changed. So Damian Williams, I think, is going to have a productive week, going to put up some nice fantasy numbers, and you should play him. Sounds good. I like that pick as well. I think that game will. Um, you know, they'll have to be a little bit more competitive or either that or they're just going to get blown out, in which case Damian Williams should catch some passes. So, yeah, seems like a pretty safe option there. Um, I probably should have disqualified it. I would have if we knew if I knew we were keeping the score, I would have made you pick something a little more risky. But, you know, mm. whatever. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm picking the backup running back for a really horrible Chicago offense. My bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not risky enough for you. <laughs> Playing against well, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I know how this game goes, man. I've lived it my whole life. <laughs> oh, man. So tune in next week to see me on top still for back to back weeks. Cannot wait. Uh, is that, I think that's it for today for this episode. I think yeah, I think it. so, too. If you know, I think what are we like 45 minutes in, something like that, maybe a little over, and it, it felt like it yep. flew by though. It felt like it, it did. It, I think it flew by, it was super quick. All right, hate to see you go, love to see you leave. I don't know what that saying is, just ignore me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's been a day. I can't wait to, but... I can't wait to explain to him what that saying <laughs> is referencing after, after this show. And it's going to get real awkward up in here. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, <laughs> thanks. We'll see you guys later. <laughs> May the force be with you all. <laughs> <laughs>